Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. Hey, football fans, this is Bryant, and I know I talk about it all the time, but Coach Moss and Coach Shower are going to be hosting Monday Night Football, September 9th. Yes, come have a drink or a bite to eat with one of the coaches, some of the best minds the XFL has to offer today. For more details, make sure you're following XFL Los Angeles at XFL Wildcats on Twitter, and if you're in the LA area, I hope to see you there. This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of September 1st, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week, the NFL will cut their rosters from 90 to 53 players in 32 cities. That's over 800 players the XFL will be keeping an eye on. This is episode 84. Cut week becomes opportunity week. And we are 23 weeks. Let me do that again. 23 weeks away (laughs) from kickoff 2020. And we have had our team names and identities. We're getting comfy cozy with those. Some of us are buying some merch on XFLshop.com. We're talking trucker little hats. trucker hats. We're talking trash on social media all of a sudden. And this is starting to feel like a league. But this week, player names are going to be coming out. And full disclosure today, everybody, this show is getting recorded at the tail end of a Thursday, a little earlier than we usually do. The cut day is on Saturday uh, in the afternoon. We're going to talk a lot about it. And if anything breaks... Uh, well, I guess we'll have to do some emergency audio out there and put it out there. But just full disclosure, as we get started, Bryant, it was another fun week uh, where, you know, kind of the team presidents were out there campaigning, uh, p- player names were thrown into the draft pool, and bits of information came out here and there. 
Yeah, it was it was a really a, a momentum didn't stop for the XFL this past week. Uh, the presidents were on TV uh, in the markets locally, nationally as well. Uh, Heather Carrots was on Instagram Live answering questions from the fans. Uh, it was really an active week for the XFL and, and for us as well. It's been a crazy week. We had our great show last week where we broke down all the team names. Uh, Jake and Vince, you guys went into some great detail. Jake, any any chance we got your uh, your allegiance on, on this show? Uh, no allegiances yet. <laughs> well, we did go through and we, we had uh, some some great content out there, a few podcasts, and it's just been an exciting week, and let's just keep the momentum rolling. A few podcasts. We did a ton <laughs> of podcasts, we, and we're putting polls out there. We had a whole show where we uh, ranked. I mean, that was very difficult for me because I love all the team names and logos, uh, but we ranked them from our favorites to our least, I guess, and then... Uh, that was tough, but that was a fun episode. A lot of arguing, a lot of people picking on me because uh, just because I'm an LA fan and like the Seattle Dragons logo and name, I'm I'm a bad person, I guess. But that was a fun episode. That's on Patreon. <laughs> uh, was our August special bonus episode for patrons. But we have free episodes on Patreon right now. So far, two are up with one more to go. Uh, extra content on Patreon, and these are free shows. So. They're not on the main podcast feed, but they are on Patreon. Absolutely free for you to check out and dip your toe into the Patreon. See if you like it. And we have a college football preview there. We also have a fantasy football preview for the NFL there. An NFL preview coming up. Uh, a lot of fun having on the Patreon. But but even more fun is social media. At XFL Show, where I knew it would happen. Bryant, you, you angered some St. Louis fans Fighting words. Do you want to apologize this week for what you said about the Battle Hawks? Uh, you know, I, I feel I, I went back and I listened after all the the the, uh, the the fallout from what happened last week, and I and I and I do want to take something back. Like it was just I, I called them the Los Angeles Battle Hawks, and really what it should be is the Battle Hawks of Los Angeles. You and we can just abbreviate oh that by goodness. saying Bahola. Digging in Bahola. Digging in. All right. Well, if you want to no. make enemies of all the fans in St. Louis, you go right ahead. Okay. Can I can I ask her? Uh, am I still invited to the tailgate? I guess that would be my question, right? Well, um, I don't know. After that, <laughs> they may bump you. If they have one of those uh, dunk tanks at the tailgate, I think that you're still invited, <laughs> and then we know who's going in. Uh, Maybe you should open up a tier of like you know punch Bryant tier, make it like two hundred bucks on, on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Put me down for two. <laughs> also, stepping off of last week's uh, episode, where it was just a ton of fun uh, going through team names, great reaction on social media. But I also said during the show, and everybody on the show poo pooed me, talked me off no. like I was crazy, brushed it off, moved on. But I noticed. That I saw some some old XFL footage in some of those videos, and I want to just shout out to the diehards out there, uh, like like Leo and Mike Mitchell, who backed me up on on Twitter, saying, "Yeah, I noticed some San Francisco Demons action in those videos and LA Extreme. It looked like I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good that uh, about my XFL nerddom, Bryant, that I was able to eyeball that." <laughs> Well, it's, it's just not fair because we were all looking at colors and excitement and you just saw gray and black. You're like, <laughs> this is old XFL footage. Yeah, your senses are hiding in other areas since you don't <laughs> recognize colors. This is the first show in a while we're not talking about color schemes, so I'm, I'm finally comfortable. 
Uh, this is going to be a lot about players, a lot about some uh, things that team presidents said this week, uh, and, a, and a little bit of bonus uh, stuff, too, with some extra news that came out that was uh, unexpected in the NFL that we do need to address. But we got to get things started, uh, and we need to talk about some potential players coming into this league to start things off in this week's cover, too, especially one player who is going to be talked about until he's either in the league or not in the league. And uh, it's going to be speculation until the official invite is sent out to Johnny Manziel, who will be the first topic in this week's cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. Now, I I always try to avoid talking Johnny Manziel because we exhausted him. Uh, I feel like about a year ago. John. John Manziel. You're right. Sorry. John Manziel. About a year ago or maybe, yeah, around there when he was going to the CFL and, you know, we were waiting for some XFL news to come out. We would focus a little bit on John Manziel, but we quickly grew tired of him and, you know, he came and went in the CFL. Then the AAF came around and we had to talk more John Manziel. And now the draft invites are going out and we have to talk John Manziel one more time, maybe. Because uh, we heard from an XFL uh, official, well, one of the team officials, a front office person, Moose Johnston, Daryl Moose Johnston for the Dallas Renegades, uh, was talking about John Manziel with the Dallas Morning News, and an interesting quote came out. And you got to wonder if this is how other uh, executives for the for XFL teams feel. Moose Johnston said, quote, for me, the chemistry in the locker room is critical, and especially the quarterback position. He kind of sets the tone, especially for the offensive side of the ball, but really for the whole team. There's so much added responsibility that goes with the face, goes with the voice of the franchise, and I haven't seen that from Johnny on a consistent basis that I would feel comfortable committing to him. Dallas Renegades do not seem interested in John Manziel but we have heard in the past that June Jones of the of the Houston Roughnecks it expects John Manziel to be in the draft pool, and he's worked with Johnny Manziel a little bit in the past in the CFL. So interesting, uh, you know, a coach, GM, and uh, team executive, uh, different opinions on this player. What say you, Jake? Do you think John Manziel is going to have a place even in the draft pool and on an XFL team? I think he's going to have a place in the draft pool, but I mean, there's no reason that this guy has to play football. There's no reason that he must play football, right? There's a lot of good collegiate football players that you're going to be seeing on TV at at noon on Saturday or or 11 a.m. on Saturday talking about the game, analyzing the game. If he's good enough to play it, well, I guess the bottom line is if you think he's going to put butts in seats, then it's probably a good decision uh, to, to try to have him on your squad. But, I mean, as to what the Moose is saying, I, I completely understand that. You know, perhaps his time has just passed and he does not have to play football anymore. I'm telling you from the players, Bryant, we've seen in the draft pool already, and a lot of quarterbacks already uh, announced that they received invitations I could definitely find eight players I would play ahead of Johnny Manziel. And then in in terms of being a backup in this league, you know, there might not even be space there for John Manziel. I with the baggage, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I think his only landing spot is probably Houston because of the connection with June Jones. Well, I guess you you're gonna definitely need a three quarterback um team if those are gonna exist in the XFL oh, also, to actually also 
can't rule out Team Nine. Team Nine. Uh, do you think John John Menzel would go to Team Nine? I guess that's another question. Look, there, there's there, there's a couple questions here. I think we can lay layer them out a little bit. Does John Menzel deserve to be in the draft pool? And I would say yes. yes. Why, why wouldn't you want him in the draft pool? Why wouldn't you want him to be one of the 800 or so players that are getting these commissioner invites to to be in the draft pool? And in that case, does he deserve to get drafted? Now, I would say yes to that question as well. You might as well give him a chance. Get some buzz for your league. Uh, that's not going to hurt you in any way. But does he deserve a spot? I guess time will tell. Is there eight quarter? There's going to be eight tier one quarterbacks that are better than him, right? We can we can all agree sure. with that. And then, and then in the backup role, and even in a backup to the backup role, uh, I could see him sneaking in one of theirs. But there's no reason not to give him the chance. And that's why I think he definitely deserves a well, deserves is a weird word to use, but he definitely should be getting a uh, a commissioner invitation. Probably should get drafted, and then let the team decide if he uh, if he can make that squad or not. Yeah, I think he'll be definitely one of the 850 to 900 players in the pool. But if he's one of those final 500 or so that actually make a roster, that's that's the thing to, that I'm just not sure about with John Manziel. Um, but he has connections. It's all about know, people knowing you and understanding you, so that might aid him. Uh, you know, with Landry Jones – is the first tier one Q, uh, QB, tier one number one. Uh, you know Dallas, the Renegades, have their eye on Landry Jones, Bob Stoops' ex-quarterback, unless, I don't know, another former OU quarterback ends up being signed as a tier one, Jake. But uh, Dallas, definitely. Houston makes sense, but it's it's fascinating. This player is going to be talked about until it's officially, you know, his career is officially done. Right now he's doing, what, insurance commercials or something like that? Uh, he could maybe play for Team 9 and do commercials. That would be pretty a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, and let's not make light of uh, insurance commercials. You can make a lot of money doing those with, with no, wear, yeah. no wear to your body at all. I mean – Peyton Manning looks like he's in the best shape of his life right now doing these oh, insurance oh, yes. commercials. Absolutely. Riding buses with <laughs> Brad Paisley just all over the country. At least that's what I like to think. <laughs> all right. So there you go, John Manziel. Hopefully when we talk about him next, it will be as either uh, an, an XFL draft pick or, or we don't talk about him at all. But I know a lot of people are kind of fed up with that. Um it's well, he's on the draft pool. We're going to talk about him it, too. Oh yeah, so. but then that'll be—he'll actually be a part of the league, so that will be okay with me. No, if he's not in it, I'm saying we oh, probably will still talk about him. I think that'll be more of a John Manziel's not there. You guys notice that? Yeah. Okay, on to the next guy. Do you get more? Do you think people <laughs> get more tired of talking about John Manziel or Tim Tebow? I, I think it's Manziel. I mean, the Tebow thing kind of disappeared. I think it did. Until At it least doesn't. outside of the state of Florida. <laughs> Until it doesn't. He did get injured playing. You know, he finished his uh, baseball season injured. No college football's come here, and, you know, he's got TV responsibilities. But, oh, my. I would just – I would love for for an XFL Saturday or Sunday to be Tebow time. I would love it. But that's a conversation for another time. We have more invitations to get out there. We'll get to those. But I want to ask you, Jake, what – Name me some 100-year brands. So, you know, of course, uh, Yingling, Budweiser, uh, the, the National Football League. Okay, I thought you were going to only go beers there. 
<laughs> yes, I, iconic. I mean, there's probably a couple more, but that's just what what popped up. Iconic brands that have lasted a century. That's what you're attempting to do when you create an identity, at a a brand, a logo, at a thin air. The way we got the XFL teams last week, and the team presidents are out there now campaigning locally in each of the eight cities, letting people know about these identities and how they want the fans to be a part of it all. Some interesting quotes from a couple of team presidents we found this week that we want to touch upon. Bryant, Josh Bullock of the Tampa Bay Vipers, the team president, said, this is going to be traditional football that you've grown up loving we're taking an active look at making the game faster, pace more up tempo, higher scoring, figuring out how to get fans involved a little bit more. And he also on Tampa Bay Radio revealed the process for naming the team in Tampa and all the teams and how that was, uh, you know, everyone at the top of the league, at the main league office, outside uh, research groups and help uh, came into play also with the team names. And of course, the teams, the teams themselves, the presidents and their staffs. Uh, Josh Bullock opening up, uh, you know, his campaign, his boots to the ground effort to get fans excited. Uh, are you excited this week to see presidents out there on the radio and on local TV? I'm very excited to see team presidents do exactly what Heather Brooks Carrots was been has been doing for the last couple of months. No, I mean, in, in all seriously, it's all, it's good. I like this a lot. Seeing presidents being involved, getting the community involved, uh, seeing notifications on Twitter that. Uh, you know, come meet us here or come meet us there at this bar or, or meet and greets. Jake, I, I think of you every time I see a meet and greet and, and think about how much you'd really want to go to one of these. They're really cool. I've been to a few. So uh, I, I'm excited to see, like I said in the beginning of the show, the momentum is is continuing. And these presidents are not going to take their foot off that gas pedal. And, you know, Josh Bullock giving some people some insight on how these team names were selected is actually kind of cool because it, it gives people some understanding as to why the Tampa Bay Vipers are the Vipers or why the Roughnecks are the Roughnecks. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and getting some, how do I put it, some in, some an inside look to these teams that you don't really get with other professional sports teams. If you were going out and, you know, you're representing the Roughnecks, do you think you would wear a hard hat everywhere and like 30, 30 overalls just to try to relate to the people? I mean, <laughs> you, you get a you get a mascot to do that. Drink an uh, old Milwaukee. Yeah, well, I don't think. Well, they have Lone Star down there in Texas, Jake, uh, if we're going to talk beers. But, Alamo. <laughs> I don't think that's a – is that even a real beer? All right. let's. This is not the beer show, but I'll talk beer. No, the uh, the mascots are actually interesting because that will go, uh, go into play, I think, with these sort of uh, appearances and events when you get mascots involved too. That's fun for younger fans, of course. Um, these are these – are, these events are getting bigger and bigger. They're drawing more people in each city, more and more. These team presidents are becoming more and more visible. They're getting out there while the coach general managers are all planning for this draft. Uh, that's the the tough thing is hopefully that hopefully these coaches and general managers can find a little bit more time to do some more media hits. I know that's definitely going to be the case come uh, January going into February. I'm sure they'll be all over Fox and ESPN for sure. But we want to hear from some of them now. You know, I'd like to. And hopefully we'll get some of them on this show. 
But right now, the team presidents are taking on that task. Josh Bullock going on radio in Tampa Bay. Heather Brooks Carrots has been Heather Brooks Carrots been doing this since she got the job. She hosted TV, right, Brian? She was hosted a local morning show, I believe, or afternoon news show. Uh, and you know, she she was been out there. All these team presidents are taking this yeah. task on. And in Seattle, an interesting television interview with their president, Ryan Gustafson. He sat down talking about my favorite team name, which we revealed our favorites on the uh, special we did on Patreon. But the president in Seattle, Ryan Gustafson, was asked what went into the name Dragons. What does that have to do with Seattle? And I really dig his answer because he basically said what I've been saying. A, Dragons are cool. And B, (laughs) B, these teams are not just going to be, you know, made and you have to you know under you have to understand exactly why right away this these names are going to develop along with fans and what the fans make of them we talked about uh what are the what's the chant going to be for some of these teams what 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 are people going to be screaming what what are people going to be saying to each other greeting each other with when it comes to you know you know things that go into being a fan of a certain team the fans are going to create the identity uh this is the 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 base Seattle Dragons up there, and here's their president, Ryan Gustafson's answer to the question, why the Seattle Dragons? I think we wanted something that was unique and had a lot of potential to uh, create something special around. Um, and, and more than anything, like we wanted something that was going to be able to stand the test of time and be a 100-year brand, and we think we've done that. But I think more than anything, this is just the beginning. This is the title of our story. Uh, we want our, uh, our fans to, to help co-create this with us. And uh, this is just the beginning, and it's up to us to make something in this brand because at the end of the day, uh, the name is just the name, and it's going to be about what we can create from it. Also, dragons have lived for a lot longer than 100 years, Jake. I, I was going to say, what's the typical lifespan of a dragon? <laughs> I, th- I, I think well, it could millennia? be multiple m- millennia, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what fans do with the dragon's name and identity in Seattle. I know that L.A. is going to have a lot of fun with Wildcats. I'm, I'm pushing for Go Cats Go, Bryant. We'll see what coach if Coach Moss approves when you go to lunch with him tomorrow or whenever you guys have your weekly lunch <laughs> ask him what he thinks about go cats go i i, I will ask him that right after uh we're, we're, we're sitting down and having our cheeseburgers uh look dragons look i, I if you if you're if you listen to our rankings dragons. our rankings dragons. i didn't have too many positive things to say about the dragons but hearing some feedback actually makes it a little bit more understandable uh not so cartoonish It'll look cool, I guess, if you have like some fire-breathing animal or something that looks like an animal on the field during uh, the pregames. Yeah, the dragon uh, mascot logo, you could do a lot with it. And you could do a lot with all of these uh, team names and identities. We talked about that on that special. But again, I, the, this this particular team president, Ryan Gustafson in Seattle, laying it out there uh, doing local Fox television saying, fans, come out, make this team yours. And that's what these presidents are really going to be trying to do for the next few months as they trying to cultivate this fa- these fan bases in the eight cities. And, of course, players getting uh, drafted and you know assigned to each team is going to go a long way in getting fans excited. And the president up in Seattle, Ryan Gustafson, also spoke a little bit about that as a fan himself, talking about this weekend's preseason action in the NFL being really intriguing for an XFL fan because you are going to see all the players that are probably going to get cut this week get a last chance 
at, at putting some tape out there in the NFL and up, up in Seattle with the Seahawks. Uh, if you're if you're a Dragons fan or all over the NFL, you keep track of all these games because there are quarterbacks or running backs that are going to be high draft picks come October in the XFL that are playing this very weekend in week four of the NFL preseason. Ryan Gustafson spoke about how it's exciting to keep an eye on, on, on this kind of stuff. Right now with the NFL rosters being at 90 and cutting down to 53, that 37 guys times 32 teams, there's a lot of high-quality football players out there that are not going to have a team uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, we think that we can create a really compelling product from um, our our you know, ability to get high-quality talent, um, and it starts with, with what guys are going to be. The difference between 53 and 57 is, is really small. And So, yeah, I'll be watching a lot more closely than I otherwise would be. That goes for a lot of fans, I think, Jake. I know as we speak, I'm hoping you've got the iPad on or the TV on and you're watching. I know I have the, the Steeler game here, and I'm, I'm rooting for this fourth-string quarterback in training camp with them, Devlin Hodges, who just looks total NFL caliber, but just because of all you know, not a lot of room on, on rosters, guys like that are going to slip through the cracks and become available, hopefully, in the XFL draft. Yeah, I mean, just remember who he's playing against. In this game, also, whenever you mention NFL caliber, but yeah, a lot of teams. That's what's nice is a lot of other people are doing the work for you, or at least doing a lot of the work for you. You're just kind of sitting back and watching and seeing how they perform. And then, sure, you know, you're doing you're doing your own work, your own due diligence. But yeah, there is going to be you know the gates are going to be open very shortly, and people, you know, you know these. Presidents have their eyes on certain individuals already, and I think we're going to get to it later, but how long can you wait before you pull the trigger? Yep, that's going to be something we're going to discuss, the timing of uh, announcements and signings for sure. Uh, the preseason coming down to the to the wire here for players to make NFL rosters, Bryant, but the preseason's coming to a close here. How have you enjoyed watching it from a different perspective this time around? As a football fan most of your life, uh, this preseason has been totally different for me. How about you? Yeah, it, it, it's opened my eyes to the third and fourth quarters, really. And in, in, like I, I think I mentioned on this program, I stayed up. I fought falling asleep one night to watch the fourth quarter of a, of a Baltimore Ravens game preseason game. Like that's just a, a, that's unfathomable to Yuck. my brain. But yeah, me too. But I understand. <laughs> I understand why you would do that now. Uh, Right. So in reality, it's it's pretty cool to to see a lot of these players that are out there. Really, I saw so many tweets. And again, Alan, you were you were transparent as the show began. We're recording the show on a Thursday. A lot of people are out there were tweeting saying, uh, you know, for this Saturday, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. It's going to be bad. It's going to be, you know, not a great day for them. So be considerate. And Wrong. Then, you know, but then you follow up. And you look and they're like, oh, well, there's the XFL, though, too. So there's an opportunity out there for so many of these people that it's not the end of the line. And I think that's the XFL's plan is is just to 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 give these players a second opportunity. And hopefully that's enough motivation to get them to be as as great as they can be. Yep. Let's um, I'm officially declaring it right now. This this week that has always been called cut week. Uh, we changed that name. This is now called opportunity week with the XFL coming up in 2020 and beyond from now on when NFL players do get cut this is opportunity week for so many football players we're talking over a thousand football players getting cut 
Uh, we're going to get some practice squatters, you know, signed to stay in the NFL, but the XFL, I'm sure coaches licking their chops to, to see who is available later this weekend. Uh, we have some bonus cover two action here real quick. Well, probably not real quick because one of them's a bombshell and yeah, the cover two is supposed to be two topics, Jake. So sue me, but Andrew Luck retired from the NFL last weekend. Stunning everybody. And yeah, there are conspiracy theories out there. It's just side note on those not happening, but and pro football talk and everybody pointing this out that in player contracts, it clearly states that if a team has the rights to a player, which the Colts have the rights to Andrew Luck, they would need to grant him permission to go play in the XFL. And that's just, Nobody could fathom that happening. Uh, that would, and if he just did it, that'd be a legal situation. It'd also be, a, I think, an ethics situation. Can you, repeat, can you repeat that, Alan? Sorry, can you? So my brain understands that one more time. Yeah, if the Colts hold the rights to Andrew Luck, they would have to grant him permission to go play in the XFL. For these conspiracy theorists, if you think that's happening, you're insane. No, I don't think that's true, though. Like, they can't tell him that he can't well, go play football in another league. So, somebody's smarting me up here. How? Oh, are you, these, you are don't think for- you don't think that you, you don't think that? How no, about not how, at all? How about I quote, quote paragraph three of the standard player contract without prior written consent of the club? Player will not play football or engage in activities related to football otherwise than for a club or engage in any activity other than football, which may involve a significant risk of personal injury. Thank you. Good day, sir. Okay, so what happens if he does? We got a legal situation. All I want to know is how long are rights retained for Look, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I think it's a year because if I remember correctly, Carson Palmer retired for a year and then ended up going to Arizona. Um, Yeah, I think that I I vaguely recall that. Yes, he was retired from the Colts for at least one more year. I don't I don't believe the conspiracy theories whatsoever, but I don't know if because he's signed to an NFL contract that the XFL has to abide by that in any way, shape or form. They're not. He's, honoring, they don't have to honor those contracts. Uh, I'm sure they will. Andrew Luck has to that. has to abide by that, though. Otherwise, the Colts can come for a ton of money from him. The only football he's going to be playing in the next year is in the you know in the backyard and on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, or if that Andrew Luck, you know, hopefully he he heals and recovers. That was tough to watch a player who's that good have to call it quits, but he did, and you know with. With the, you know his father being the commissioner of the league, I mean a lot of us have talked about maybe he'll be a front office person. Maybe you know Andrew Luck will get into the booth. You love seeing a player do that. Who knows what's up next for him? He's a Stanford cat. That, he, I mean Andrew Luck could do whatever he wants. Guys got got the world in front of him, even retiring before he's thirty. But the conspiracy theories will fly whenever something like that happens. Uh, some other quick notes. With the XFL, Bob Stoops, I said earlier, I'm hoping we see more media done by these coach general managers. Um, while he's not you know, doing an interview or anything here, he will be visible this weekend. He's going to be an honorary captain for the Iowa Hawkeyes as they host Miami of Ohio. Uh, Bob Stoops was a Hawkeye from 79 to 82, Jake. He's going to be there out there for the coin toss for, for the Hawkeyes this weekend, uh, hyping them up. He's going to look good in that renegade uh, visor and vest. 
Uh, I'll say that whenever he walks out to the 50. It's interesting, though, because Oklahoma plays Houston this weekend. It would have been a good opportunity for Bob Stoops to go down to OU. Start start a rivalry. And, yeah, just put, you know. Another rivalry in the league, at least. Yeah, just start taking jabs at at Houston. I mean, the the Houston Roughnecks will play in the Houston Cougar Stadium, too. But Bob Stoops – showing up for his alma mater. So you could catch him there if you want some XFL in your college football this weekend. And this one, this last note, is just but just so crazy to me. How do you even come up with odds for the XFL championship when there are not even – there's one player in the league yet, Bryant, but Bovada actually has odds for the XFL championship. And, well, it's good to see that the LA Wildcats and the New York Guardians – are, are atop uh, with uh, the, the most likely to win the XFL championship somehow. I don't know. I guess because coaching? Uh, it's <laughs> uh, newsflash, everyone. Betting doesn't really work on how good a team is. It's really how the betters are going to bet the teams. <laughs> that's why New York and that's why LA are the lowest odds because most people are going to bet on those teams from those two cities. So don't bite. But if you do, just put it on the Wildcats. Uh, so you think it's really the mar- <laughs> it's really the markets that they're they're judging this on? Yeah, the conservative markets out there, you know, the 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 the, the Seattle's and the DCs are going to be higher because you know they don't tend to, to bet, is my under my guess, based on these 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 uh, odds. And then you have New York and LA with the most amount of people are going to go out there and bet the most amount of time. So that's why the odds are lower on them. It's. So weird. How do you even? It just because of the the amount of action on the team. You're saying is how they came up with these numbers. Yeah. The um, amount of action on LA and New York is going to be higher, which is why their odds are lower. I understand the Universe. action on New York because, well, I guess because LA is close to Vegas, you'll you'll see some action mm-hmm. on that. All right, and New York, of course, you've got Jersey where they're betting on sports left and right. Uh, yeah, you're lo- plus nine hundred, Jake. If you want to put money on the Battlehawks. Or the defenders uh, and dragons. No one would do that. Uh, I'm going to hold it for right now, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I haven't been down to the new sports book in town, so maybe I will check that out sometime. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The odds might not get better than this. We'll see. We'll have to keep. We know when Vince is back, he'll be keeping an eye on all the odds when those actually become, you know, tangible and uh, they may actually make a little bit of sense. Uh, the, that's all that's your cover to plus some extras there conspiracy theories and crazy odds in all hey football freaks it's Alan just want to let you know about a brand new football podcast that myself Vince and his wife Pam started we want more people to hop on board and start listening because we are talking college football on a national scale with a very extreme Pitt Panther bias. It's called the Hail to Pitt Podcast, and yes, we do focus a lot on the Pitt Panthers, but if you just want to hear us talk more football, if you want a place to go listen to some college football talk, check out the Hail to Pitt Podcast, available on all podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, it's out there. Subscribe today, Hail to Pitt Podcast. It is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, and it is absolutely free of charge. Subscribe and review today. Hail to Pitt. And now we take it to Opportunity Week. Not Cut Week, Opportunity Week. We needed to discuss 
players, uh, the timeline, everything we need to know going into this big weekend where a ton of players are going to become available for the XFL. Jake, if you're ready, and if you're ready, Bryant, I am ready for things to get a little heated during this week's hot read. What week is it? Opportunity week. Isn't that what you said? Yes, sir. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, clip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burr, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. Saturday, August 31st, NFL cuts, 4 p.m. Eastern. All rosters must be reduced to 53 players in the National Football League, which means going from 90 players on these rosters currently in the preseason down to 53 plus 10 on each team for practice squad players. So the 90 to 63, really, that leaves us, according to math, 800 64 players that the XFL is able to go out there and invite to be a part of the draft pool come October. And yes, if you heard that, that was Bryant emulating every XFL coach, (laughs) rubbing their hands together, getting ready to make some phone calls, send some emails, and get some players in this league. And this is going to be a huge, huge next few days for these coaches slash general managers and the league in terms of developing the players and accumulating talent. I think we're about to see the biggest influx of talent we've seen in names we've seen into the draft pool. We've already got a handful of names or around, not a handful. I guess we got what over a hundred approaching 200 maybe, but we're going to see the rest of it fill out. Here we go. We're going to know a lot of player names. We've learned team names, Bryant. Time to learn player names. Yeah, team names are cool and all, but when's the draft, right? That's that's what we're talking about now. Uh, Alan, uh, real quick before I go too far into this, you know, it's opportunity week. If you go back to the, the college football preview show we did on Patreon, you guys are talking to me about opportunities. All these people need are an opportunity <laughs> and a chance to succeed, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, look, this is huge. You, n- normally, Cut Week is is exciting because you realize what top stars are, are being cut and where they're going to go, right? And that actually creates even more jobs later down. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, takes away jobs from other players later down the line. Now, the XFL, this is where they're going to get it. This is where they're going to get all their players. It's about the quality of the play. They're going to get top-notch players for their draft. It's the quality of the play. And I guarantee you're going to see some players out there that are going to pass up practice squad uh uh invites uh maybe even re-signing with another team uh, just to get the opportunity to get some reps in at the xfl because they don't want to get into this vicious cycle we talked about it with with our uh, with our friend sean hickey and he said that once you get cut once and you get cut again it, it just becomes a cycle and you get into this journeyman mentality the xfl is an opportunity for these players that are getting cut for the first time maybe the second time to say you know what let me regroup. Let me reset. Let me go play some football. And if the XFL comes a calling, you definitely should answer that phone. I, I don't know if I would sign with the, with an ex, with an NFL team right away. I think I'd want to talk to the XFL before. So, so do you think people with families out there, are, there, are they really going to say no thank you 
to the National Football League to you know go to the XFL and be on television? I think some practice squad people will definitely say no. Some, oh, absolutely. Some, some gonna... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Jake, because if you have a family, we, we like Brian said, we spoke to players like Sean Hickey who bounced around from training camp to training camp for a few years and, you know, wasn't able to kind of establish uh, a home base. Uh, it's a time about a guy who had lived in, I think, four or five different cities in, in, in the course of, you know, four or five years. And if you want stability like that, the XFL is giving you an opportunity to sign a contract to play for a team, you know, and and you don't even have to work the entire year for that t- for that team, and you're going to have a spot in that city. So, or you could stay wherever you are at at home if you want to, you know, not so move a, to the- a multiple year contract. Yeah, saying. yeah, you're, you're even if it's even if it's one year, you're going to make a steady paycheck, and you're going to get paid. For an entire season, uh, a yearly salary for what's going to be what? How how many months is this going to be? Three, four months. Well, if you're counting December with with camps and all, five months. So th- that's a lot more stable, I think, for these players who are fringe uh, than you know trying to just sit on an NFL practice squad, and you know you're making okay money, but if you're on a practice squad, you don't move your family to that city. Usually, you, and if you do, you got to be prepared to move. You do that if you take yeah. this XFL opportunity. There's a better chance of you being able to dig your heels in and stay in town. Yeah, Hickey mentioned that um, there's only so many players on a practice squad, and if they have to sign a safety or a, or something like that, that's usually not on a practice squad. Someone's going to have to get dropped from that practice squad. So. It, it, it becomes a, a, a messy situation for people, I would think, on a practice squad. And if you have that opportunity to actually get some game tape to, to make a, a, an earnest living, why wouldn't you take this opportunity to do it? Bet on yourself. You know, that's that's kind of what the XFL is hoping on. Some of these people are going to bet on themselves and actually want to, to make a statement with their career and not just sit and ride the pine, as, as many players do nowadays. So the XFL... Uh, this is an opportunity for for many people, and if there are players listening out there that you know that maybe are thinking one way or the other, maybe the XFL is the best option for them. They they really need to think this one out. That's what I'm saying. Don't just sign a contract right away when you get cut. If someone comes to calling, because uh, practice squad number seven is definitely not as good as uh, as D lineman number one on the Houston Roughnecks. I'm all for that. I'm all about that. You're right, Bryant. I mean. Being the practice squatter in the NFL has its perks if you are at a certain uh, moment in your career, Jake. Like, if you're a guy who's been in this league and bounced around or been in a practice squad for a couple years, you're, you're approaching, you know, critical critical timing, critical moments where you're basically going to be tabbed as one of those journeymen or just someone just not quite there yet. If you're a young guy, maybe you do consider the NFL because there's there's roads to be paved uh, before you go to another team. If you've only been with one team and they want you as a practice squatter, that's gonna. I, I think we're gonna see a lot more guys join the XFL draft pool from these cuts that have been around maybe a year or two and, and have bounced around from teams with tr- training camps and tryouts and practice squads, or have actually played in the league and maybe are just just fallen out of uh, favor or maybe NFL teams just don't think they have it anymore those are the majority I think 
for, you'll see a lot of rookies, I think, too. But I think the majority will be players who have had uh, at least the, a year of training camp under their belt in the, in the NFL, Jake. Yeah, so you're saying it really comes down to the window of your career and yes. how, how far you're getting up there in age. Yeah, case-by-case case basis. But, I mean, the overall, I think if you're getting, when you see this question, practice squad versus uh, XFL, which is going to be a, a question for, uh, you know, a, a bunch of guys in each city, about 10 guys in each, each NFL city, um, I think the younger guys are going to stick with the NFL. That's my hunch. But that's smart. That's yeah, smart. That's the smart thing. But these players who, like Sean Hickey, or players who maybe were even just a year under in a practice squad and maybe have caught, gotten the lay of the land and know which way the wind's blowing and know that maybe they got a long longer road to hoe than they thought to get actually on the big squad, maybe they say, okay, enough's enough. I want to put some tape out there and go play in the XFL. We'll see that too. The exciting thing is that uh, they're going to come from all kinds of backgrounds. Going to be different, you know, moments in their careers. And like Bryant was doing at the start of the, the hot read here, these coaches are super pumped. I mean, Winston Moss, Bob Stoops, Mark Tressman, Kevin Gilbride in the gang, all of them—they are so hyped up. I'm sure because this is where they they get to peg players that they have been watching all preseason long, and they get to send them those invites to be a part of the draft, or maybe get even invites for tier one contracts and the word is all the coaches are so hyped up this was probably planned but i could it's probably a party a, a business party but a party nonetheless everybody's down in houston is is the word according to at kaplan sports biz uh of the athletic uh the xfl coaches are in houston to jointly call all the players that get cut in the nfl that they want to be a part of the xfl draft bryant which is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of calling it's not cold calling, but that's going to be like a, the XFL call center down there in Houston this weekend. It, the phones are going to be ringing off the hook. Good thing AT&T is based out of Dallas. That, that, that way they can get some good reception out there. Uh, this is kind of cool. I mean, this came out today, like you said, Alan, and, and to have all the coaches come together and and make these calls, make these decisions, the XFL is doing their homework. This isn't just something that they're waiting on. They know, for the most part, who's going to be available, who's not. They've been talking to agents. The, the coaches are ready. They're waiting for those cuts to make it official and let them know, like I said, hey, we want you. You could possibly be a person that we want to be the backbone of one of our teams. Come over and let's and – let's, and I know you've read about us. I know you've, you, you've maybe heard of us, but let me tell you exactly what's going on here, and, and hopefully the XFL – uh, can, can sell on these players. Bob Stoops, you know, career out of going into people's living rooms, uh, not like Chad Kelly. This is actually the right way, and and actually saying, "Hey, come for my team, come join my team." And I'm sure Bob Stoops is going to be leading that pack down there uh, if those reports are correct. And it's going to be a good good start to to free agency, I guess you can call it for the XFL. There, you said Chad Kelly. There, I'm. Super interested to see what's up with that. The Andrew Luck retirement actually really, I think, kills any chance of Chad Kelly getting the call from the XFL. But Jake, that th- those calls down there, there's there's gonna be. I think that's a good opportunity for some cameras to be on those coaches as they make these calls, don't you? Yeah, it, it would. You know, a lot of goodwill there. But I, uh, I mean, you're telling me there. You know, the rumor is that all the coaches are down in Houston in one room. 
<laughs> I don't that, know. That, I don't know about that. Has to be hoping uh, you're the same hotel. I don't. That has to be very uneasy. I would be, you know, watching my back the whole time and, you know, cut, cutting phone lines. <laughs> you th- I don't think they're recruiting Jake for each team. They're just recruiting him for the league. Yeah, this yeah, is probably all over Lux's like dining room table. Do you think they're all coming around all over Lux's dining room table out in Houston? Maybe he has a home still in Houston. I, it's not, I don't know. Daniel Kaplan. Rooms down there. Daniel Kaplan of the Athletic didn't specify. The, the report is though that they're all down there. Probably, I'm sure in a cozy conference room, uh, making calls, uh, talking to each other about players that, that they believe would be good in this league. Uh, because right now it, it, there is some, uh, there's you know they're they're a collective unit. These coaches they do need to work together a little bit more before they fight tooth and nail for an XFL championship. Jake, I I don't think uh, there's been a, there there might be a little gamesmanship going on, but I don't I think, think there's going to be a lot. I would be sending out a lot of you know mixed signals to people <laughs> trying to you know hype up players that you know that. I, that I wanted somebody else to use a spot. Yeah, you, you don't want to tip your head too much, right? If you're down there, you don't want everyone to know how hyped up you are no, for no, a certain you player. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be too excited whenever you're, uh, you know, you're haggling. It's it's kind of like poker down there in Houston, then. Yeah. With, with with all the coaches, you're right. Um, yeah, you you want to wear sunglasses even if you're indoors. <laughs> at all times. I do that. Any, I, I do that anyway. Coach Boss taught me how to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you think Coach Moss is going to try to intimidate anyone? He does, just by walking in the room. You haven't met the guy, I'm telling you. The guy's pretty cool. Uh, Alan, regardless of whether the coaches are actually coming down to Houston and actually getting together, I think we can all agree that there's going to be some phone calls being made from somewhere, from someone in the XFL this weekend, all weekend long, right? Oh, yeah. There's, there, these coaches are going to be calling. You've got uh, you know Doug Whaley and, and Eric Galco in the football operations, I'm sure, will be reaching out. I mean, there, there's going to be... Uh, all kind of communication coming out from the league, collective collective action here, uh, reaching out to a bunch of players. We've already heard uh, a ton of guys already got the invite from Tanner Mangum, who who we had here uh, on the show. Ryan Mallett, we've heard the quarterback. Uh, Brandon Silver's Eric Dungy, a few more quarterbacks that we heard are going to be in this draft pool. We don't know exactly who reached out to them, but they're going to be in the draft pool. Um, I'm thinking though that's like a good opportunity for some like video if you have all these coaches in one place at one time. How often is that going to happen once the league starts? I'm hoping the league gets some cool footage that could be a part of some uh, some broadcasts later on, maybe on ESPN or Fox whenever they're developing XFL content. Uh, last question here as we wind up the hot read though. Um, oh, I just saw Sean Oakman, who's like a gargantuan sized human defensive tackles in this draft pool now too as we. As I peruse social media. Man. Okay. We're getting some hosses in this draft pool. All right. Last question here as we wrap up the hot read. Uh, Jake, we've got Landry Jones. He's he's t- tier one, number one. T11, I call him. The first tier one player to be signed. When, oh, when, knowing that it's opportunity week now, does T12 get signed? When do we get the next tier one player signed to the XFL? What's your guess? Well, I think we did have, and Brian, you can tell me this, we did have a pullout on Twitter today at XFL Show, correct? Correct, yeah. So it was asking when the next Tier 1 quarterback would be signed. And I think I voted for Wednesday uh, whenever I did that earlier in the day. But now that I think about it, I may want to move that up. Because Saturday at 4, you know, you're in or you're out. And 
uh, the phone calls are going to be calling. You got to remember these tier one guys. They're they're tier number one for a reason. So uh, you got to be on the ball. And if you know, if I get the call, I guess I don't want to say I don't want to say yes within you know five minutes. But you also can't uh, you know you can't not say yes. So I would move it up. I'm saying you're going to hear the next tier one player uh, high noon on Monday. Well, for Labor our, Day. Yeah, Labor Day. For our sake, I, I'm going to say I hope so because we're doing this show like we said on a Thursday, Brian. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess after Labor Day. I think we're going to take an, a long weekend, and then we're going to get some bi- a big news week coming out like, next what, week with player what, names. So you, you'd say the week after players get caught. Yeah, because the, these players. The, the end of opportunity week. Yeah, the oppor- well, yeah, opportunity week starts. We'll say at 4 p.m. Eastern on August 31st, and these players are going to be out there, and the XFL is going to be able to reach out to them, and who knows how long? I mean, just to be thrown in the pool, a player doesn't really have to think too much about it because you're not signing the contract just yet. Uh, you're going to be drafted. You could be drafted and pro- maybe not end up in the league, Brian. Don't forget about that. But uh, I-, I think we're going to start seeing. People accept those invitations midweek next week. Brian, did you give us a time yet? Uh, a guess? Uh, I, I'm. Look, I assume. I assume that it's probably not going to happen Labor Day, just because it's Labor Day. So I'm going to say Tuesday. Uh, but this might be might be the first time we actually hear some rumblings from like official like NFL insiders. Uh, before the XFL actually gets to announce these things, you know, they might say, "Hey, uh, Deshaun Kaiser is not coming back to the NFL. He's going to the XFL." Reports are out there. Cardale Jones. Schefter. Yeah, things like that. That Wait, might actually time out. Did you just? I think you just brought that up just so you could show off how you know how to pronounce Adam Schefter's name now. Is that That's what you, twice in a row now. Yeah. I'm just. I did it on. This is not the XFL show, and I did it on. Congratulations! This I'm proud of you. I, I'm going to say Tuesday, but. Uh, we might get some rumblings beforehand. This might be the first time we actually see some insiders, like I said, yeah, Bri- uh, Brian, start leaking out that information. Brian, a lot of people, myself included, don't like getting thrown in the pool. But you know, <laughs> this may be very refreshing to some. <laughs> the player names are going to be coming out uh, re- regardless soon enough. Uh, who knows the exact date? We'll just wait and see, just like we did with team names. Don't think we're going to have to wait too much longer. Obviously, these aren't all going to happen at once either. I'm sure we'll see them come fast and furious uh and and i'm excited i i really we've talked a lot about uh players we're watching in the preseason but we are we've hit preseason week four and with injuries and retirements i honestly uh it's it's tough for me to pinpoint which players now that i expect to be named this week but uh, I cannot wait. I am I am personally more excited for this than anything, to because we're going to learn. We're going to learn XFL players, uh, the, the the majority of them now. Uh, who knows about the tier ones? Those might be coming later, which I've always felt would be maybe after most of the draft pool. I was kind of surprised Landry Jones was announced early, but we'll uh, find out. And T work. Are you guys cool with me saying T one two? Is that cool? You know how like people you know say QB one. RB three, can we can we do that like, for the tier ones? Like X twenty three. He's not ranked. He's not ranked number two. 
Well, no, from like in the order they are signed, uh, just moving forward, I'm never going to ever say a tier one player's name. I'm just going to call them T1 and the order that they signed with the T11 <laughs> drops back for the Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to be saying on the show come February. Touchdown T14. <laughs> so, Jake, are you saying that Landry Jones is signed with the Wildcats? Is that what you're officially saying right now? Uh, that's that's just the first thing that, you know, Paul. <laughs> oh, so he's a Wildcats fan. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be saying I I can't wait to see T one one on the field for the Dallas Renegades. That's what I'm excited for. <laughs> if if they if the Wildcats do their logos kind of like the Jazz have that one logo where you know it goes from like red to orange to yellow, then maybe they will be my team. I don't know yet. Yeah, oh, that's man, that's another well. thing we're waiting on is Jake picking his team, uh, player names. I mean, it's it's really getting fun. It's really getting fun. We've got our team identities. The trash talk's heating up. Social media is blowing up. We've got a lot more action going on there and in the Patreon. So thanks to everybody hitting us up at XFL Show. And uh, let's keep on rolling. Uh, We'll keep an eye out for player names coming out. We will be, I guess, retweeting and sharing and commenting on. And everybody, I love the community, Brian. Everybody keeping each other informed. So we appreciate everybody out there. Uh, like uh, Greg Parks and Mike Mitchell at, at the XFL board and, and people keeping tabs on all this, helping each other out. This It's really helpful to everybody covering the league. And uh, it's going to be pretty crazy, I think, when we're trying to keep track of Instagrams and Twitters now. Uh, you, you have a lot of fun, I know, doing that, Brian. So this is your week to shine. Uh, well, Alan, it's funny that you say it is my week to shine. I do want to say one last thing here. Uh, in 23 weeks, it's going to be the biggest moment of my life, and not just because of football. But, yes, the Wildcats will be gaining a little fan uh, in 23 weeks. Yes, I know you guys have already known. I just want to make that official out here. So if I if I disappear at the beginning of the season, uh, it's for good reason, I promise. My, <laughs> my question is, did, did you ask Coach Moss to be the godfather already? <laughs> <laughs> or is it just a suit? No, you're spoiling the surprise now. Come on. It was it was it was Heather the Godmother and it was Coach Moss as the Godfather, but we'll figure it out now. I'll have to see if I can surprise them. Well, uh, congratulations again, uh Bryant. We've been telling you that for for uh a while now, but you're letting all the XFL fans know because I know you need to have the excuse cuz when you don't show up week 1 for for LA for the Wildcats and and the Battlehawks, you do have a legitimate excuse now, so there you go. Well, I hope the baby doesn't come week one of the of the XFL because I'd really hate to miss my baby's uh, birth for that. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> it's, it's 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 happened before to a lot of players, Jake. It's a, a decision, and a lot of guys make it make it a, make it make it one way or the other. But you know, honey, can't you wait till the game's over? <laughs> Half time, you have fifteen minutes. Let's go. How many? Wait how how many babies do you think have been born at the uh, at the stadium there in Carson? Uh, this might be the first one. Dick any health. It seems like there might be some doctors there too while this is happening. So this might actually be an idea. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe uh, you know you know you know, you're rubbing elbows with all the team there in LA. Maybe they could get you a cool a, a nice room there, a maternity yeah, get room. You, get you a, a box with a wet nurse in there. <laughs> <laughs> Plan <Okay>. seeds, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we're just throwing it out there, LA Wildcats executives. All right. Uh, anything else, Bryant, that we need to touch on before we get out of here? 
I think we're good, man. Stay, stay tuned. There might be some uh, Patreon shows or anything like that this weekend to cover all the excitement that's happening with XFL with uh, future XFL players. So stay tuned for that, and hopefully we don't have to insert some more audio into this show. Let's let's wait until the till Monday. Yeah, or hopefully this this show didn't become yeah. completely irrelevant. We did do it a little bit earlier than normal. <laughs> oh, Labor- so late. <laughs> Labor Day weekend, so you know everybody's uh, doing their thing, celebrating the long weekend. We hope you enjoy it, and we hope you have a lot of fun on social media, following along, keeping track of players with us at XFL Show. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully with a bunch of player names to talk about. And I definitely think Vince will be showing up for that one, Jake. Oh, yeah, he will. That's right in his wheelhouse. (laughs) Yeah, Vince had a good excuse, too, this week for missing. He was at a rib festival celebrating Labor Day early um, because he is a freak for ribs. But I, uh, I think Vince, he might pick his team based on the sauce. You know, if it's more of a wheat St. Louis, then that might be how he's judging it. What team is his? Uh, he, he, he's all. We talked to him the other day, actually, Jake. He's like all in on the Renegades, and it's really upsetting. <laughs> We've got. Yeah, it's hard to trust Renegades fans that are not from Dallas, really, to be honest. It's like it's like a Raiders fan from Kansas City. You just you just you can't. Yeah, it, yeah, that's like the kind of person you say. Have you done time? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> And Vince hasn't done time, which is what I don't understand. But uh, well, uh, well, we have a few months to convert him. Uh, let us know what you're a fan, the teams you're a fan of too. We've been loving those those uh, messages we've been getting. That is really the coolest. I love seeing uh, who people are repping. People already changing their Twitter avatars and whatnot. So let us know at XFL Show who you're rooting for. Uh, let us know what players you're hyped up for, and let's just keep this train rolling to 2020. 23 weeks. And counting for Jake, for Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020.